I just wonder how many people are undergoing that same thing right now, right? Like Tons. whatever it is, uh, obesity, alcoholism, drugs, pills, just whatever. And, and it's just a complete waste of time if you don't believe it's going to work. Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman, and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime. We've spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery, and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. Well, my fellow Satorians, it has come to our attention that many of you are not yet aware of some massive news in the Satori Prime world. So let me let you in on a not so little secret right now. So Guy and I have recently created an app that you can now download on your iPhone or your Android device just by searching for Satori Prime in either iTunes or the Google Play Store. Or if you want, you can even download it directly to your desktop by going to app satoriprime.com and the reviews are in and they are lively things like life-changing i love the gamification i share this with everyone in my life and my favorite how is this free so if you want to join your fellow satorians in our very own exclusive community then like i said head either to your itunes or google play store and search for satori prime or simply go to app.satoriprime.com and install it on your desktop so as soon as you join, what we're going to do is we're going to give you access not only to our amazing community, we're also going to give you access to a completely free 10-part transformational mini-series that we've never released anywhere else. And this is where you can begin to uncover all of these limiting beliefs and start upgrading them. Things like money, overwhelm, procrastination. You'll get to see how you can create accountability in your life like never before, and you'll get to experience life in a whole new way. So if you haven't done so already, come join our Satorian family today. Make sure to go download that app. And now it's time for the episode. Hi there, everyone. Elon here and another episode of the Have It All podcast coming your way right now. So this was actually not intended to be a podcast. So it's uh, quite interesting. And I'm very excited to share it with you because at the end of the conversation, I actually approached the two gentlemen and said, hey, would you be okay with me sharing this? And so what I'm about to share with you is I'm in a book club and it's something that I highly encourage any of you guys to do. If you want to be in a mastermind, you've probably heard Guy and I talk about the power of masterminds. The easiest way to create a mastermind is simply, we actually spoke about this when I did the episode with Brian Kurtz, um, is to simply get a group of anywhere from three to five, six individuals And you read the same book. And at the end of the month, once you've done reading it, you meet together and you just share your thoughts and insights about the book and what it's done for you, et cetera. And obviously, you know, uh, I read a ton and I reached out to a few people and thought, hey, you know, would you like to read some of these books with me? And also they get to introduce me to other books that I wouldn't probably normally read. And so we've done this a few go arounds. And this particular one, we spoke about the book. 
uh, called Power of the Subconscious Mind. And it was really, really fascinating to see where people um, found the gold in this book and how it's transpired in their lives. And so at the end of it, I just asked, you know, if they'd be okay with me sharing it. And so I think going forward, we're actually going to have the conversations in a way that we know going forward, they will be shared. And this will be the first one in that series. So this was super impromptu, um, super raw. You get to meet two of my amazing friends and entrepreneurs. Um, so I hope you enjoy this. Please let me know what you thought of this format and how we can improve it and make it better for you. I haven't done a book review type of podcast in a long, long time. So I really, really hope you enjoy it. And uh, let me know what you think. And lastly, um, if you haven't yet, make sure you go get our Satori Prime app. You can do so by just uh, going into your app store, whether that's on um, an Android device or Apple device, type in Satori Prime and you'll see our app. We're building an incredible, incredible community of people up to these type of conversations and this kind of thinking in their lives. So I encourage you to come in, join us and uh, tap into this amazing community and this conversation. So until we speak again, enjoy this uh, first round of book reviews. Have a great day. Yeah. So Chris was just saying, cause I, I thought it was Chris that, that wrote, like he had a pretty big insight from the book and like something really shifted. So I was just curious what, what. That yeah. Was. Yeah. So I, I started reading it and I was like, okay, this is like, this is basically the secret you know, yeah. 50 years. I, I kind of, I was I have kind of an engineer brain. So I was kind of like, eh, come on. You know, I felt like it was underemphasizing effort um, and overemphasizing just sort of, I, I felt like this book could be called believe, you know, <laughs> I believe. Right. I love how the great magnet like brings all this stuff together. So right as I'm reading this and I was honestly about to put it down because I'm kind of like, I thought his stories were kind of hokey. Like I heard about this guy one time who cured his cancer with, you know, um, I thought it was a little weak, but you know, I wanted, I wanted to, to, to keep that. And right as in the middle of this, uh, I got my psychology today magazine, which is great. And it had a huge article on placebos there's this outfit, this university in Toronto that does the psychology department that tests placebos. They've been doing it for decades. And they basically tested every variable. Why does a placebo work? Why doesn't? And it all comes down to belief. Mm. It will literally open up people with chronic pain will come in there and they just believe it's a medical clinic clinic. They will put them under and do an incision in their back. And then sew it right back up and say, we fixed it has an 80% success rate, which is higher than the actual surgery. The actual <laughs> surgery they would do yeah. is like 60%. Um, and so it, uh, the, the only correlation is belief. If the patient believes this is going to work, the placebo works. And so that was kind of a shift for me. I was like, holy shit, man, that's kind of, that's kind of crazy. So what I did was, I wonder if it works better if it costs more. <laughs> well, yeah. You'll believe that it's absolutely. You'll believe Probably. work more. Yeah. You believe that it's it's all about whether you believe. So, you know, white lab coats, certificates on the wall, like they test all these variables, all that stuff makes people believe and it works better. Yeah. Wow. 
so I started, set a little reminder on my computer that uh, will come up on my phone. And just, I set three goals for the year. And I said, it's due to my physique, my business, and my family. Pops up and I read it every day saying, and I really believe it, right? Like I said, okay, belief is the factor here. Then I believe I will reach these things by 1231.17. And the funny thing that happened was now when it comes to those goals, I believe that they will be done. And I it it takes the place almost of motivation. So when when it's time to work out, my mind has already said, well, you're going to have this physique by December 31st, so you have to work out. Mm. Or when it's coming on those work days where it's like, oh, fuck, I just want to go wakeboarding or whatever. Um, <laughs> my brain says, well, you're going to have a million in profit by 1231, so you've got to do this right now. Mm. So it's taken this weird place. It's kind of removed these little doubts and that, that little – gremlin in your head that says ah, okay you don't need to do that today and it's had this weird little effect of sort of additional motivation um so i i started out very skeptical of the book i was i was honestly ready to put it down now um it's not a be all end all but it, i i think it's pretty powerful that's amazing can i can i offer you a few things i just wrote a few things down for you yeah absolutely so uh, first, you know, it, it obviously makes sense. I think you, you you studied what, like engineering, right? Yeah, I have an engineering degree, yep. Okay. So, you know, I was just talking to another client, like logic brain people, mm-hmm. this world to them is uh, generally very, very difficult. And because of it, what you end up doing is you end up giving – up like to a logic brain if it can't see one plus two equals three then three doesn't exist yeah that that's just how the brain works and it's not that there's something wrong with that brain it's just like that's logic brain people so anyone in the math and sciences like that's how they view the world so a world of like magic faith belief to that brain because there is no proof right doesn't work. It doesn't resonate. And then these logic brains don't even tend to go there. So I thought it was really interesting. Like you're like, ah, eh, fuck, 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 whatever this book or this book. Then you get a science journal that yeah. gives you the science of belief. And you're like, and your brain goes, I can play with this, you know? And so yeah. it's just really interesting to notice because, you know, like our greatest strengths are also our greatest weaknesses. Yeah. And I find like the biggest shift for logic brains to make is to step into that world of magic. And I just love that you've like, however you got there, you know, like, like you said, the perfect combination. I need, yeah, I need, I need some proof. Exactly. Cause it's not exactly. even you. That's the thing. Like I want you to, to yeah. remove that. It's not you. It's the way your machine is designed. Yeah. It needs proof. Like mm. at a soul level, who you truly are needs no proof. Cause your heart and soul knows like, when you experience something or even the things you're experiencing now, your heart, when you, it's like you get this sense inside your body. It's like, oh, that's true. Like that, that, that resonates with me. Right. And yeah. that part of you is very distinct from this part of you. So it's just really interesting to notice like what the limitations of the operating system is. Right. And now you're just like starting to tap into that. 
And so a question that I would ask you to play with would be like an interesting inquiry would be like, what could I experience or what could I say yes to that there is no proof and just watch the mechanism go and the mechanism is going to go fucking haywire. It's like, what are you doing, Chris? Why are you doing this? You know, this <laughs> it's going to like do all those things. And it's just really interesting to notice that's yeah. the design. Yeah. Well, until recently, I just assumed that I was a guy that was never going to have a good physique. I just, I just accepted it as truth that I had a weird body. I had weird body mechanics. I wasn't going to, I couldn't add muscle the way a lot of people could. I couldn't be a six pack guy and then realized that, well, that was true because I believed in it. Yep. <laughs> uh, for one. So and for two, I wasn't really doing the right things to achieve those goals. Yeah. So I still don't want to minimize the effort, but the belief factor's got to be there too. Absolutely. Well, the thing is, like, if you believe that to be true, that's, that's one of the greatest insights I got from the book. It was like that whole analogy between, um, you know, your uh, conscious mind is like the captain – and the subconscious mind are like the foot soldiers. And they never asked like, Chris, are you sure you want to believe that you can't have a six pack? Like there's other stuff out there that says otherwise it's like your wish is my command. And so obviously to be right about that, you'd have to create a whole world to be, to get to be right. It does. His line was like, it doesn't have to be true. It just has to be true for you. Right. He also said something to the effect of if you're giving them if they're the taxi driver and you're the passenger, like conscious, subconscious, that if you give them like 15 different destinations in the first five minutes and switch your mind all the time, yeah, which is the same kind of thing of like oscillating between where you are and where you aren't. Yeah. What really got me about this versus everything else kind of in this genre was this line, you cannot coerce your subconscious. So, so many things seem to be about like, I'm going to put all this effort here to like make, make it do it. <laughs> right. Where this was like, you have to figure out ways to do things more subtly. He's talked about things like just repeating wealth, 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 or something that interestingly, when Chase and I left your house, Chris, um, I noticed, I was like, you know what the big thing I'm taking away from the trip so far is I need to redo the office because I've been in the offices of a bunch of like really, really good internet marketers and I've put you in that category. And I'm like, you know, I don't have like, I'm an Eagle Scout, but I don't have my Eagle Scout diploma on my wall. I have it, you know, and I don't know if you can, if it's easy for you to show Elon or you've been there before. Have you seen his wall above his computer? This is super cool. Like I loved this, how this is done. It's cooler in person, I think, but like, these angled walls, he's got like just. There's Ali, Tiananmen Square, a bunch of nature over here. I love these space pictures that the Hubble did. Yeah. I'm looking up at that all day. That's awesome. So I just saw that and I was like, you know, we got to find more ways to just more subtly put it around, right? Like when yeah. you're awake, you're kind of doing that. Something I heard. Kern talk about once is he's like, yeah, I went and got like a whole like $18,000, like a pound of gold just on his desk. <laughs> you know? wow, and, and I was just like, oh, cool. And he like always talks about making a point of like leaving money all over with different currencies and stuff. And so that 
you know, if I were to take away one big thing, it's that idea of um, do it more often in a more subtle way. Because I got to admit, like, I watched The Secret. I read Think and Go Rich. John Astraff's book is really, really interesting. I forget what it's called. His one, he goes way more into the science of this stuff. Joe Vitale's book, like the, the Hawaiian secret one. Yeah, the opponent Zero Limits. It's Zero Limit, yeah. And they all have a good effect on me, but it always seems to be temporary unless I... Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that, like, I'm not delusional that I should take a pill once and it should, like, you know, like, <laughs> last forever. But what I'm... What I'm saying is I don't see myself ever having stuck with it so much. But then I go back to there's a different version of me that's here. I think there's a longer lasting effect of some of this stuff than we realize if you stop trying to go at like such a hardcore pace. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't found the right manifestation rhythm because I can only like be so conscious about it. I don't know. I've just I've never had a streak of like more than a year of writing down 10 goals every day, for example, or any of the different exercises and things I've done, I've never permanently stuck with anything. And I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily, but that was, that was the big thing out of all of this for me. It's just like find these more subtle ways to, to do it. Cause it does work. Like stuff happens that doesn't when you're focused that way and you feel yeah. like I felt amazing after I read zero limits. And yep. if you go through that prayer anytime, like it feels Great. So I think it's just a matter of, um, I don't know, it's probably kind of like the ayahuasca experience, right? Like that goes to a level of intensity that the duration that you feel it is longer. So there's, there's probably something to periodically going deep and just going hard on some of these too. So there's, there's a few things. It's like, you know, whatever uh, sport where you're learning or something, you know, like there's that one tip that they tell you to just like keep that thing in mind, not the 19 of them. It's just like on that thing, you know, like golf or, or, yeah, yeah. Golf or bowling or tennis, whatever. It's like that one thing. Um, I've read so many of these books. Um, they always kind of speak to the same thing. The one thing that I'll, I'll say, and this is kind of to what Chris was saying before, like right now where I'm at with all of this stuff is if you treat this as a cerebral, logical exercise, mm-hmm. you kind of miss the point. The only way to keep these things present mm-hmm. is when you start tapping into your body and mm-hmm. specifically you start tapping into your heart. And the easiest way to do that is like little check-ins and just like, how do I feel? And if you don't feel high vibe, like I'm fucking loving life, I'm full of joy and peace and excitement and all that stuff. Because like, simple question, do you ever manifest anything excellent when you're feeling shitty? You can't. Not really. Fucking impossible. It's like, you know, like if you're even like simple stuff that you – you guys know, it's like, if you're creating ads and you're creating those ads from a state of, I feel shitty or I'm tired, I'm groggy, or I don't want to be at my desk. Like they're not going to perform because that's the energy you put out into the world. Whereas you're in this good fucking mood, like everything's working, etc. It's like that stuff just magnetizes. And so the simplest way is just always to be like, how do I feel right now? 
And if I'm not feeling great, right, then it's the, the simple thing is always to be like, what am I thinking about at this moment? And whatever you're thinking about, whatever that perception is, whatever the view of your world is at that moment, that's what's giving you the feeling. And if you choose not to feel that way at any given time, then it's as simple as like, okay, I choose to feel X in order for me to feel X, you know, like Chris, that's why I love the wall. Like Chris could literally look up the wall, get an inspired thought and be like, I choose to feel limitless. And then he like zones in for whatever reason on Muhammad Ali. And it's like, I'm in, you know, yeah. And, and yeah. Like little, little things. And then Chris, just one other tip for you, something that I've been doing um, at night specifically. Yeah. When you're, uh, when these things pop up, these reminders of, of yeah. what you want to achieve. So instead of like having this thought of this will be done by this and this date, mm-hmm. uh, a fat, like a practice to manifest a faster is you actually give gratitude as if it's already done. The secret talks about this. It's mm-hmm. like you're thankful for having a body with a six pack. Mm-hmm. You're thankful for being mm-hmm. able to, you know, ski the most difficult, like you just put yourself and you're just yeah, already yeah. given that I'm, I'm grateful for having versus yeah. I'm, you know, I'm working towards. Cause again, like the, what he talks about is that's what you're programming in your cells and in your subconscious is like, mm-hmm. I'm grateful for. So what, if that's your truth, then they will make your reality that manifest mm-hmm. because they have to follow your orders, quote unquote. So it just manifests things much quicker. And again, like feeling good, Mm -hmm. feeling like high vibe, what I call like high frequency Mm -hmm. and, and in a state of gratitude. And then you're just, it's like, it's a magnet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember Um, that was, he had like a, he called it a prayer of, I think he was like, thank you father for my wealth or something to that effect. Um, Yeah. Which, I thought it was interesting. Like this is the first time that a book I've read about this has addressed the whole, the gap of like the visualiz what I would call like the visualization reality gap, yes. right? Which is this idea of I believe or I feel like or I'm imagining having the yacht or whatever whatever it is, and then your brain going, no, you don't. Yep. Um, and I don't know that I ever really like felt like a direct like no you don't like i think i've been able to get there before but i think that's the wearing off too so some people might go nope don't have a million dollars in the bank or don't have whatever and others like you guys gotta understand like i wrote down the way i did this that helped me for a long time like i'm married because of this because i wrote down for like i could show you here i'm gonna find this i latched onto this for a long time I would do like daily gratitude and daily goals. I would just write them down. It was easier for me than anything. But I used to write down like I'm married to the girl of my dreams or something every day for like four wow. years, you know, when I didn't think that was like possible. Yeah. So it's weird. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, okay, here's one from 2011. I love my new two bedroom apartment. like that was when I lived at home, you know, um, before. Yeah. So I just, I remember like just writing down these things over and over and over and over again. And, um, 
I'm in a great relationship with the girl of my dreams, all these things again and again and again. So like, I know that a lot of this works and I didn't necessarily, like I had a, a belief in the idea of like setting goals, right. And the ability to focus on that. And it made a lot of sense to me. Like when I swam in high school, we did visualization and it totally worked. Like before the race, it was like, okay, I'm going to imagine the time. I'm going to imagine the block. I'm going to just mentally rehearse. So all of that works. I just had never seen somebody address the fact that there is a gap there and just say, you've got to go. And that's, that's still honestly where I'm trying to figure out what's the best way to take advantage of it. Like what's the, I realize I've got to do something that's not natural for me, which is to go like, I get where you're coming from and I super appreciate like energies of places. Like all I've got to do is go listen to, um, Matis Yahoo from when I was walking around Irish wow. Rock when I lived in Australia. Like I know like that place is meaningful to me and I could feel the vibration from there if I go recall it. But I'm still like I'm still fucking wearing a shirt that says because data in binary. So like you're <laughs> <laughs> a logic brain too. And listen Yeah, like it's not, you know, so I'm just trying to figure out what do I do to not like lose because I've seen me go through the wave of and I want to figure out a way to like to stay consistent long term with the things that and let the wave happen. Yeah. You know, ride the wave rather than, you know, be tossed by it. So to speak. Yeah. Well, look, here a couple of things. So one, all of the questions that you're asking is how do I do? How do I keep this in place? All right. that stuff. Like anytime you're asking a how-to question, for you guys, that's like a red flag. That's your logic brain going into it. And and for a lot of you look you know, successful entrepreneurial alpha males, yeah. we're always in the do, 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 do. That's the way our brain works, right? Yeah. This stuff works in a completely different area, which is the being area. And like when you be a certain way, it actually magnetizes a certain life experience to you. So how you married your wife, you didn't like, I know you tried to formulaically do it, but that's not what attracted her. Mm-hmm. It's that as you were being that, you're like, I, you set out all this energy. You're like, I'm ready to meet the woman of my dreams. 100% the experience. Totally it. And yep. it's that that magnetized it. And our brain is always going to want to go into like, how do I make this a formula? How do I make this a formula? Which is again, like it, it's, it's robbing the magic that is there. Cause now you're trying to go like, okay, I'm going to turn this into this process, but it's not a process. Yeah. It's of, it's literally a vibration. Like when you're, that's what I'm saying. Like if you tune more into every time your brain goes like, how do I, then just, you go back to like, I get to feel this way because mm-hmm. the feeling is the thing that attracts it more than anything else. And it does it really, really fast. Like if you think of anyone that you know is like a super badass manifester, they're generally a very excited person. They're like very big. Like, I mean, look, look at fucking Tony Robbins. You know, he's like mm-hmm. a great example, right? He's a fucking magnet. And why? Because he just, he's electric. He's yeah. electric. And it's not just a show, like that's how he is as a human being. And I just find that like when you get that your brain is going to want to take you there 
And for you guys specifically, like I'm not as logic brain, but like for you guys specifically that catching it and going, oh, that's my silly brain doing that silly logic thing. This is not this world, you know, and then you just like bring it back to the body. That's the practice. And over time, like a muscle, like anything else, that becomes your norm. Um, The logic brain is brilliant in helping us strategize and figure out certain things. It's just not brilliant at tapping into this world of instant abundance and magic and things like that. And then one other thing that just occurred to me, like as we were talking is language is super, super important. Mm. Uh, He talks about this in the book also. It's like, uh, I think I took a note out. He said, never finish a negative sentence in your mind. So like when you catch yourself, something like I can't afford, right? Like your brain is going to go to like, I can't afford that. You consciously reprogram that. And so like he shared some story about some girl with a handbag I wrote here. Um, and she changed it from like, I can't afford to that bag is mine is for sale. And I fully receive it in my life. Like that conscious type of programming. Words are super important. So things like it's weird. Uh, it's crazy. Unbelievable. Like we say all the time, like, Oh, this is so unbelievable. Think about what you're programming into your cells. I don't believe that this is the norm. Mm-hmm. Right? It's crazy. Like this is out of the norm. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want that to be your norm, then using language like it's weird, it's crazy, it's unbelievable actually stops that from being your norm. Like what if magic was the norm? But we treat it as like every time something magical amazing happens, you're like, "Oh my god, I got to tell you this unbelievable story." Mm. Right? It is believable. Mm. And then you like get to keep ingraining that. So like one of the things that I do is like this is my new life. This is my new truth. This is how I get to feel. And I just like, anytime that I experience something that is just brilliant, I'm like, this is my new truth. This is my new life. This is how we now get to experience life. And just like mm-hmm. keep bringing that into the, into the body. And yeah, like trying to verbalize this at all takes magic away from it no matter what mm-hmm. like this is like trying to talk about how you're working on being humble yes <laughs> you, you know what i mean like dude, <laughs> yeah i just got so much more humble this week yeah. like I, I mean unless you're just telling a story about how you totally like got your ass handed to you it's yep. not really um yeah. like even this is my new life there's an a sense of acknowledging the gap like the the lack of, like the there's it's tiny It's a thousand times better, but it's, and I think that's just from verbalizing it, right? Like when you appreciate that and it's not quite really in words, but that's the only words you could put to it. It has a different sense of. Yeah. I I mean, Chris, question, question for you, like, you know, with the six pack app and stuff like that, you've probably tried a, a bunch of different things and all that stuff. Although with your previous story, maybe not. And now like that you've started to, reprogram and and put in this new program do you find that like you're eating healthier and making better choices naturally that you're working out differently naturally yeah it's easier when you're faced with we're out on the boat uh sunday and you know we this other family comes with us and they're just they just bring this mountain of junk food (laughs) and before it was so hard to be like i'm not gonna eat that and 
and even kind of the discipline of like, I actually had like a little handful of potato chips. Yep. Or I would have been just like, ah, you know, I would have devoured it by myself. But I was like, I can eat a little bit of this tiny bit and then cut it off because I'm going to have the physique of my dreams by December 31st. And this is how I'm going to get there by moderating these kind of food choices. Yeah. So it, it was a lot easier to, I, I don't feel like my mind is fighting itself. Yes. Mm. Now my mind is like, dude, you're going to have this amazing body. You already have a way better body than you did a year ago. So we'll wait this up now. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's more of this sort of conversation. I still have two voices, but they're more like, hey, man, come on, let's do it. And the other yeah. guy, okay, let's do it. <laughs> really? Yeah, it takes – what I've noticed is it takes away this feeling of like I'm sacrificing this incredible right. thing. It yeah. just that, – that disappears and then like it makes the choices so much clear, cleaner and easier. It's not like – oh my God, I really have to have that bag of potato chips. And like, it's like so much willpower and all this stuff, which I just don't think ever works. It's like running a car. And you realize that, especially with things like food, we don't really, like when you become conscious of, of things like that, when it's a goal and everything, you realize that, first of all, it doesn't taste that good, right? But, and, and after a handful of it, you're not even really tasting it. Yeah. You're just absorbing it. You're just engulfing it. <laughs> all those, you know, as we now know, like these hormones trigger with carbohydrates, and it's just like more. Yeah. And so once you kind of get over that hump, your, your mind's like, I'm done with that. I, I don't need any more of that. I, ha- I tasted it. It was kind of fun. But I know that if I have a bunch of it, I'm going to be overweight and I'm going to feel like crap. And then tomorrow I definitely won't feel like working out because I'll have this food hangover. So it, yeah, it kind of, you kind of cross this bridge where you have a better handle on your, maybe it's your consciousness that's, that's constantly like, you know, it's just arguing itself all the time. Now it's, it's more, it's a lot more peaceful up there. Yeah. Brilliant. I love that. That that's one of the biggest things like for us when we coach people, it's a lot it's like this difference between push and pull. So mm-hmm. a lot of times people have goals, right? Like we set goals and then it's we we go into the brain and it's like, how do I push this boulder up a hill? And it's always hard and challenging. And they're like, Oh, but I, I want it so bad. And then you're like, okay, well, why don't we flip the script and you change it into a pull? And then the pull is you have a future now that is so big and exciting to you that you're naturally pulled to it without all the struggle and the pushing and all that stuff. It's like, it's a simple switch and it just brings more awareness. Like potato chips still taste the same. Mm -hmm. Nothing's changed. You know, that bag of potato chips has been the same fucking bag of potato chips for decades. It's just... You you bring this new piece into your body and into your consciousness, and all of a sudden it's like, it, like at a different chemical. You know, even to the surgeries, like different chemicals are being now shot in your brain. Where it's before, it's like all this dopamine and serotonin, like feed me, feed me, feed me. Now you're like the logic part of the brain actually stays active, and it's going, yeah, not so good. Yeah, yeah. I think about how many people are trying to undergo healing. I have a sister-in-law who's an alcoholic. Mm. And 
uh, constant, constant relapses, huge, huge struggle, big family stress. And I just wonder, like, I don't think she believes she'll ever be sober. Mm. So all of this money and time and pain that's being wasted on her recovery when she doesn't believe it. Wow. That's an essential piece. She still needs all the counseling and she needs the process. But if it's not coupled with that belief, it's a complete waste of time. Wow. I wish I could get to her, you know, and, and tell her that I believe she can do it, but it's family dynamics weird. You know, at some point I'm going to feel comfortable enough to do that. But I just wonder how many people are undergoing that same thing right now, right? Like Tons. whatever it is, uh, obesity, alcoholism, drugs, pills, just whatever. And, and it's just a complete waste of time if you don't believe it's going to work. Yeah. Uh, question for Two questions for you. One, um, you know, would she be interested in reading books? Because there would be – there's a few books that could definitely kind of give her a little different perspective. And the second thing, I would have a conversation with her more than like, I believe in you. It's getting to what we were just talking about, the push versus pull. Yeah. Um, you know, when there's a, a future big enough. So like one of our clients, this guy, I've known him for probably five years. And the whole time he was like, like massively overweight and just kept bitching about his weight and this and that. And I would give him hints and this and that. And finally, like we just started like we got into it and um, in the last under year, he lost almost 110 pounds. He's gone from a 54 inch waist down to 36. Mm. And you know what the whole linchpin was? Mm. His daughter was getting married. Mm. And now he had a target date. Yeah. And he had a vision and he knew like how he wanted to be there and how he wanted to be there for her and what that dance looked like and what he's going to look like around his family and all of this stuff. And here's the cool part. The other piece of it was, so like his two biggest issues with is for many people is like health and finances. So he like, he didn't know what he wanted to do and he was constantly struggling around money. He started losing this weight realized that that was so inspiring to him and others. He built a website and a program around helping truckers Mm -hmm. who are driving around the world, get healthy. Mm -hmm. And over the last 12 months, his business has gone through the fucking roof Mm -hmm. and all because of this. And it's like that, that it's just generally like a future that calls to you. Mm-hmm. For you, listen, it's probably more about, I mean, you mentioned six-pack abs, but it's probably more than six-pack abs. It's feeling healthy and vital and like being there and being able to do amazing things with your son. And it's like, yeah. that's really what pulls you. Like the six-pack abs is like, I know I've made it when that, you know, yeah, and it doesn't even matter. Yeah, it's like, can we talk about the difference between, I give this talk to my company and I'm trying to actually turn this into a product for people we work with. This difference between purpose, vision, mission statements, because I always say purpose is something. What's the purpose of a hospital? It's always going to be transform sick people into healthy people. Yeah. Purpose is something that can never be fulfilled, right? And a vision is how you see the world. And you you can only achieve BHAGs to prove that you're on vision, right? Mm-hmm. 
So the idea of six pack is a BHAG, really big, hairy, audacious goal that proves that you're on the way to the thing, the reality that you envision or that you've created in your mind. So, you know, get a man on the moon is proving this vision of we're superior mm. or, um, I don't know what Bill Gates was. I know what his vision was, right? Computer in every home. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know what some of the, the waypoints along the way were, but it's a big difference, right? When you get that shift of this thing that I'm achieving is just a little bit of proof for me and everybody else that I'm on the way to the real thing, right? And I'm, I'm only going to the real thing because I believe that this other thing is true. Like ours, for my company, is Accelerate Abundance because I believe that if we build a platform that allows transaction to happen faster, then we can literally actually change the abundance level of the world over time. And I think the other thing that happens with a lot of these things that I'm just now, it's taken a long time to get that sometimes stuff takes a long fucking time to work easy. Um, that That's okay, right? Like that, I think one of those things is trying to compress it to the date robs you of some of these things that will make it inevitably sustainable on its own for a long time. So if there's ways to set, like there's something magical about setting a 25 year goal Hmm. or something like really, really far because there's this, there's this other, so I don't know, that would, that would actually be my advice to her. It's like, how about you be dry in like two decades? Do you think you could do that? Cause like she might be able to start actually moving forward to that. I still struggle with that. Like I've never had a six pack. I don't even know if I had one when I was six, you know? <laughs> um, so is that ever possible? And I had, you know, I had a coach once say like, well, maybe you don't really want it, dude. Like, yeah. cause, like maybe. And, and I did realize that, like, I think for me, it actually became more about health. So I'm more interested in the biomarkers and I'm more interested in when I was a kid, I told my parents, like, there's this Bo Jackson guy and he is a pro baseball player and a pro football player. And one day I'm going to give you a ticket to the Super Bowl and the World Series in the same year. That was like my wow. thing. So I always have to re-allow myself to believe that like, hey, you want to be an athlete, even though like you're not naturally designed to necessarily be like an endurance athlete or something. You know, like I shouldn't, there's a lot of things that I probably shouldn't try to be good at, but I still like them. Like I'm never going to equal like the other 1200 people ahead of me on every trail I ever ride on Strava, but I still like it. So it's allowing yourself to feel like I'm, I'm being an athlete, spend a bunch of money on cryotherapy and recover because it makes you feel cool. <laughs> and so I don't know. I don't know if I'm going anywhere productive after I think I'm just rambling now, but that's I think my... it's whatever. I, I think that coach was, was in one essence accurate. It's like, the only thing that I've seen move the needle is urgency. Mm -hmm. And if it's not an urgent matter to you, it just doesn't get done. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. how much willpower or how, you know, grand you set your goals. Like it must be urgent. You know, Chris, like I think last time we spoke about the whole credit card and merchant account fiasco and stuff like that. Yeah. You thought about it before, right? It wasn't like this, like, you know, in the back of your mind, you're always like, oh, you know, merchant accounts, like we should probably look into this. But like there was no necessity. So you're like, ah, oh, fuck it. You know, like we're, the urgent thing was grow our business, grow our business, grow our yeah. business. Then it fucking became urgent. <laughs> and you did it. It's just like either either you're going to make something urgent or the universe is going to make it urgent for you. 
you know, people's health is a great one. It's like you either make it urgent or you go to a doctor and the doctor's like, dude, you got diabetes or you got cancer or you, whatever the fuck it is. And it's like, guess what? Health becomes urgent. Yeah. So I just wanted to pause here for a moment and let you know that if you're someone who's ready to take massive steps in your relationships, your health and your finances, we've created an amazing tool for you. There is an all new Satori Prime app now available in the iTunes and Google Play Store. All you have to do is go there and type Satori Prime and download it today. Now you'll immediately gain access to our 10 part mini series where we're going to delve into your limiting beliefs your fears, and all that's been holding you back from truly living the have-it-all life. More than that, you'll be able to share your victories with your fellow Satorians, as well as ask Guy and I for feedback about anything that's occurring in your life today. So if you've ever wanted to delve deeper into the concepts similar to the ones that we share here with you every single week, well, now you can. So just go grab the app, either in the iTunes store or the Google Play Store. If you want to download it to your desktop, you can also go to app.satoriprime.com and grab it there and start your journey today. And with that, let's jump back into the podcast. Well, it's that way for me right now. I mean, I that that's a lot like, dude, you've, you've done everything possible to bring these triglycerides down. And if you don't do this set of things and get them to this level, you know, even at 10% body fat and at 25 or 30% body fat, they've been off. I'm going to put you on a statin <laughs> and like your heart attack risk is high. And your dad had one two years ago and your grandpa had one about the same age. Like I'm doing a lot of stuff right now to prevent 20 years, 30 years from now. Like I don't want a heart attack to be an inevitability for me yeah. at all. And that seems like, so I don't know. I, I that makes a ton of sense to me. <laughs> yeah. I look for me. If, if I were coaching you, I'd be like, look, set even to the stuff that you said, right? You're all about goals. Mm-hmm. The goal, though, has to feel good because a goal of like, I don't want to have a heart attack. Notice mm-hmm. the languaging. I don't want a heart attack. Subconscious yeah. doesn't hear the I don't want. It hears heart attack. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if a goal was, you know, I'm just – throwing this out there. I know that's not accurate, but like, I want to run a marathon in two years. And that really fucking lights you up. Like, I mean, like really lights you up. Then Mm. guess what? Your brain, your body, your everything will naturally figure out a way to get there, but make it about something positive. That's pulling you forward. Not like the, I'm afraid of ending up like my father and grandfather. Cause Mm. that honestly will get you to the thing that you fear most. Yeah. Like the subconscious mind doesn't hear the, I want, I don't want. It just hears what comes after that. So it's weird too. Cause I, I wonder why I language it that way because I know that. Right. And I've, I've set goals opposite of it, but it seemed, it's weird that like when I say it that way, unless it's somebody who gets it, like you guys, I get like way more support for any weird behavior that I want to do. It's like, yeah, mom, I can't eat those. I don't want to have a heart attack. <laughs> you know? right. Like right. that's the human condition. It's so weird that that works better for getting support. And I think I just like unconsciously when it's like, okay, it's most, most people's motivation come from a place of fear. Yep. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. My entire marketing. I was, I was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're uh, broke if we don't have fear. Well, yeah, I mean, that's unfortunately, that's how most people operate. Fear does, yeah. does the work of reason. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just, it, it's a short-term motivator. Like fear is yeah. a short-term willpower motivator. That's why it works so well in marketing because you're trying to get someone to make that like quick snap, get them into like a high, high state uh, emotional. But yeah. For, for big things, especially around health, like, you know, this guy, five years, we were having the fucking conversation. He gets a phone call from his daughter about a wedding. And it's like instantly the brain goes, this is how I want to look in a tux. This is how my dance is going to be with my daughter. Da, 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 da. I was like, I knew in an instant, instant that that He's, way was going to be gone. Yeah. So I contact him like six months later. He's like, dude, you won't believe it. I was like, oh, I will believe it. Like... So I would just sit and maybe just meditate and like ask, ask your subconscious mind, like what, what do I get to experience as my next level of health? And then just kind of see what, what comes up. And like, there might be a vision that comes up and it's like, wow, that's really powerful. And I love that. Um, I actually already know the goal. It's been this for a while. I'll tell you guys what it is. Yeah. Uh, there's a race here in Park City called the Point to Point. It's like a 70 mile mountain bike race. It's pretty insane. And that's, I've, that's what I wanted to do. Ever since I've awesome. Been here, you know, so that's awesome. like, just, just for you guys, for the, uh, you know, have somebody know something. Yeah. If so I by, see you at Fort Bragg you, again, you can be like, dude. By when do you want to complete that race? It'd probably take me, I don't know. I think they have it in September every year, or October. So it's probably a year or two out for the next one. So. So John Asraf had this great thing that I read one time where he said, because a lot of people are like, well, I can't, you know, I'm totally out of shape, blah, blah, blah. He's like, look, here's the deal. If in 12 months we said we need to run a, a marathon and then um, you'd be like, oh, I can't do that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm totally out of shape. I don't know nothing about running. I fucking hate running, blah, blah, blah. He's like, all right, I'll change the, the stakes. If I, t- I asked you, who's the number one person that you love most in this world? Mm-hmm. And I told you that at the end of 12 months, you either run this marathon or I take this person from you forever. Mm-hmm. What do you think you would do? And that's like all your reasons and all your bullshit excuses and all like, I'm tired or, you know, I'm going to eat this instead or blah, blah, blah. Like that shit would go out the window. And instead you'd be going, okay, I know nothing about running. Who do I get to talk to about running? Okay. Someone that's run a marathon. Great. Boom. You find that person. What do I got to do with around my health? I'm going to talk to someone around my health. I'm going to join a running team. I'm going to, right? Like you already, you're going to do all the things aligning with that which you want. So dude, I'm sure like around you guys, there's probably tons of mountain biking uh, groups. Oh yeah, that's insane. I personally believe you can't, you can't maintain your own accountability. It's fucking mm-hmm. impossible. Mm-hmm. It just is. Like your brain will get you out of and weasel out of anything. So you know, if you set that goal and you're like, here, I'm going to mark this day on my calendar, just by doing that, it's going to do all of these other things. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, you'll walk out next week and someone will be like, yo, have you ever heard about this race? I just joined this team. And you're going to be like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> and that's just how that shit happens. Yeah. Yep. Play, yeah. man. That would be a fucking awesome game to play. Yeah. It, it helps to have... A buddy. 
Mm-hmm. When I first kind of kicked off this, it's been about a year and a half now, I decided, okay, I'm really going to get in shape finally. I chose a guy who was already in shape, and I said, we're going to have a contest before pictures, after pictures. I'm not comparing myself to you. I'm comparing myself to me, but whoever's most improved mm. is uh, it's a free flight to see the other guy. That's the- awesome. So it was that extra dose of, you know, when, when you're sitting at your desk three o'clock in the afternoon, you're like, Oh, I just want a snack. All of a sudden I would think of that motherfucker's running the beach right now. And like, you know, throwing a medicine ball at a wall somewhere and he's going to beat the contest. How was that extra little, you know, like, okay. Yeah. You know, whatever it was. So a little bit of rivalry, a little bit of like the other thing that, that we're supremely motivated by, the, the wedding guy, that was status, right? He did not want to get up in front of all those people and look like a fat ass at his daughter's wedding. Yeah. That is status. Yep. When we are the chance, the chance of humiliation, the chance of looking mm-hmm. like less than is a big deal. So if you can expose yourself to a little bit of that. Join the Mike and Mike Club and get your ass by those fucking spandex douchebags who already have six. <laughs> you know they'll do that race and then ride their mountain bike home. You know, and then I know a guy that doesn't own a fixed gear and it's annoying as hell. Like, dude, I'm dying. There's guys that'll do that on a fucking unicycle. Yeah, it's like, come on, man. So, wow. so expose yourself yeah. to those guys a little bit and be like, yeah. Hey, I gotta fucking get it together here, you know. Just a little bit of shame, yeah. a long way, you know. Not like on an everyday basis because it's really gonna beat yourself up. But you can get a buddy, you know. It's like yeah, yeah I've been I do it too. I've been listening. To, yeah, you want to train for it? I'll train for it, sure. Because that would be awesome. I'll find the site and send it to you. Like you can ride all the segments of this on. I just go compete on Strava. And, you know, you track it and I can look at where I stand against everybody else that's ever written yeah. it. And that's pretty easy to kind of see. But I also found that, like, my latest rule is I only get to listen to Lance Armstrong's podcast if I'm on a bike. Ha! Right? Is it pretty motivating? <laughs> well, it's just, it's, it's Lance, dude. Like, I don't, I mean, yeah, I wish he would talk about what performance-enhancing drugs to take, too. <laughs> like, I would like to further enhance my performance, you know? Step I mean, one, remove testicle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> serious. But, no, I mean, that really got me doing – I did more miles in July than I've ever done just because uh, Tour de France was ha- – this happens every year. Tour de France is in July. I always watch it, and this year he did a recap every day after and I'd go listen to that while I was riding my bike and you know and it's interesting to see how much further further and further you can go so yeah I don't think there's I think it's like full like I think this is a enter in January or you're out kind of thing but um, yeah you know the next one next September 18 is super doable and it's far last year I did the um did the Spartan race Mm. And it was literally like up. It was a Breckenridge. You guys probably know Breckenridge. It was up mm-hmm. peak six and down that motherfucker. Mm. That was a huge motivator for the for the whole year. It was like that's a long haul on the lift, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then running up and then climbing a wall and then under the barbed wire and all that shit. So that was yeah. Yeah, but I'll do it. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sweet. So, uh, one, you know, like something like your son could be a huge motivator. Uh, for me, you know, like our kids or human beings learn by mimicking, mm-hmm. not by what you tell them. So mm-hmm. your health, your lifestyle, your everything was conditioned and programmed by you being around your father mm-hmm. and your grandfather. Mm-hmm. And that's how you operate. So like the work that you do now, that's what your son gets to see mm-hmm. and feel and, and be around. Yeah. And like, I can't tell you how important that is. You know, like now mm-hmm. my kids are old enough. We're constantly on play dates. We see a lot of other kids. It's incredible. It really is. And it's not like it's, it goes so much farther than what they'll learn at school and this and that. It's like what they see at home is the oldest programming that they will have for the rest of their lives. You know, seeing a parent meditate, seeing a parent read, seeing a parent exercise, like being involved with them, doing those things, that's the life that in their brain now that goes, that's what it means to be alive. Mm. At a deep, deep program. So that's, I just wanted to make you aware of that. And then the other thing is like for me, when I don't want to work out or, I'm tired or I just don't fucking feel like it. You know, our goal is to transform the lives of a hundred million people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so it lights me up. I honestly have no idea what the fuck it looks like. I really don't. I wanted to make something so audacious and big. That's like, I can fucking spend the rest of my life trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to make that happen. So mm-hmm. like say I'm in the gym and I'm really tired. Like those last two, three sets of anything. When I feel like I can't, I do it for the vision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, as hard as I push, I feel like I'm pushing for humanity, not for myself, for like who I get to become that gets to see that goal fulfilled, like so much bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, that just always is like this constant pull, like at that last moment, I'm like, I can't, I can't. I'm like, fuck for everyone. Right. And it's like, or like have a vision of your kids or whatever, like something really, really big and important, like maybe it's a a goal in your business or something, just like have that be the driving factor. And it just, it's like an instant jet fuel boost, like a little nitro boost. Yeah. It's well, two things. One, I saw that black and white picture you posted. (laughs) And aside from the classic, like, damn, like, wahoo, yay, whatever you might say about like, go back to the Land Rover conversation we had a long time ago. I got to tell you, like, it's interesting to hear you say that because, you know, you see plenty of those pictures, you know, I've had trainers and been around plenty of like awesome guys that will post those. And it's all about like, yeah, I'm getting it done and whatever. There's a different energy to, to that one. And it's, you know, on the woo woo side, there is something yeah. different to it and you can tell something different about that. And I'm curious, like with all of this, what we've been doing here today is kind of classic goal setting stuff connected with a little bit of new insight that we all know works. Having read all the stuff that you've gone through, what's your, like, what did this book do or what's the new, what's the new thing in all this for you? Or how does that connect to the, to the vision? So it's interesting because I always read these books. I'm, I'm, you know, I, it's my topic. I love these kind of things. I've read God knows hundreds of these. Um, there's always on nugget. And I, I read them from two perspectives. I read them for one, for me, like, and I just go through different things in my life. And I also read them for 
um, how can I share this with somebody else so that there's an impact in their lives? And the biggest thing that I took, and I've just been like, I, I like test little things on certain clients and I'm like, I'll tell them the story or something. Um, the biggest thing and that's had the biggest impact is that whole analogy between the captain and the soldiers and the concept that it doesn't need to be true for you. I mean, it doesn't need to be true. It just needs to be true for you. Like that to me, that one line, I was like, wow. Mm. Because I talk about the brain and how we reprogram and these neural pathways. Like I'm, I geek out on all that stuff. And it's just like, think about this. It, it doesn't have – like Trump is a perfect example. It doesn't have to be fucking factual. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But he – you know, and like Costanza said the same thing. He's like – you know, Jerry asked him. He's like, you know, teach me about lying. He's like, it's not a lie if you believe it, right? And <laughs> that to me was just like, whoa. Because so many people, like even Chris, you know, you, you started this by saying, I believed that I – would just, I didn't have a body that could ever have a six pack. Mm-hmm. Like now that you probably think about it, you're like, well, that's kind of dumb. Like I yeah. have the same human body. Like everybody else has a human body. Like if that person's capable of a six pack, this human body is capable of a six pack. And it's these things that we just believe blindly. And then because we believe them blindly, we do everything in our lives to make that belief a reality. And so like little things that I picked up is um, I found myself recently going and comparing myself to other people. Like I had like a slew of two weeks where all these people in my life, like one person had a million dollar month in the coaching business. Another one started, went from selling like $1,500 a month packages to $50,000 a month packages. (laughs) And you know, like the little boy inside of me is like, uh, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) why don't we have that? Right. And two things happened. One, I started looking at like what I believe to be true. Right. And you just start like unraveling these things. And then the other thing that happened that was really interesting is like, I, I used to compare myself a lot. My, my, my main driving conversation um, is I'm, I'm a loser. It's like one of like the oldest, oldest programs that I have. And so, you know, growing up before I like decades of having not figured that out, I, I was shitty to people. Like I was super competitive. I fucking won it off cost, even if that meant like doing all sorts of crazy weird shit. Um, once I started down this path, I was like, wow, that is a horrible way to treat people. And it's been an ongoing, you know, 15 plus year process of unraveling the Mm. I'm a loser conversation. Um, And I want you to keep in mind, like I'm a loser is like one of my oldest core programs, like the matrix style, right? Like Mm -hmm. they're there forever. And what I'm realizing is that everything in life is an opportunity that gives you feedback Mm-hmm. That if you can imagine there's like an inner child still inside you that still feels that he's a loser or not good enough or not smart enough or blah, 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 blah. And you go through life and little parts of that child get triggered. Mm-hmm. Like I feel stupid or I'm not good enough or I'm scared or I'm lonely or blah, 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 blah. 
And what I've started to come to through this book is like all of it is an opportunity for you to check in and see mm. what's actually being triggered. Mm. Not as in it's bad, like, oh, it's terrible that I'm, um, you know, comparing myself to these other people. It's just, oh, interesting. Like this little boy got triggered by these instances. What is he scared of? And mm. I came to like, he at some core level believes that unless we have X amount of money or have achieved X amount of success, mm -hmm. he's a loser. Mm -hmm. And so the work that I get to do is like love on him and let him know that no matter how and where we live and what we have and that he's amazing and that he's loved yeah. and that everything and the vision I have right now. So my son is about to turn six in a couple of weeks. And I always had this vision of like, and I've trained people, imagine yourself mm -hmm. at, you know, six years old and you're having a conversation. What I've realized is like, you can't really do that. You know, like, I mean, I can imagine myself, but like, I don't have that interaction. It's like a fake interaction. Mm -hmm. And then my coach the other day was like, you know, having a child is just amazing. And so it's like, if Shia sat there and was like, mm -hmm. if I don't win this point, you're not going to love me and blah, blah, blah. Like, how would you interact with him? Right. And the second she said that, I was like, wow, this is what I've been doing to my inner child. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, come on, you're better than this. And like all this shit. And yeah. I've been basically programming and that he has to be a certain level for me to love and accept him. And the second I got that, it was just like, so now it's just a practice. Yeah. And every time I get that feedback from the outside world of like, he's, he feels like a loser or not enough or whatever, whatever. I actually go in and I get really soft. Like you would with like a five-year-old and it's like, Hey bud, like what's, what, why do you, why do you feel that? And we just get this interaction. And I have to say like over the last six, seven months of doing this kind of work, it's, it's mega. It's mega. It's like, you know, I took the child out of the closet. That was like step one, you know, mm -hmm. shut the fuck up. I'm not listening to you. Yeah. And then we've slowly been building this relationship. And now thanks to the fact that I have a child, I just, I have a different approach to building that relationship. And it's just, it's beautiful. And so mm -hmm. that not true for you, like a not true, just true for you was a huge piece of the puzzle for me. Hmm. Yeah, I struggled with that same thing for a while and realized it was happening every time I was comparing myself to somebody else. Yep. Always. And it it always sort of reared its ugly head with um, sometimes with a, a brotherhood interaction. Oh, this guy's doing 50 million, you know, yep. and, or <laughs> some kind of mastermind experience where I was like the smallest business in the room. And it would just make me miserable for a week. And then I realized that realized it was, that was the reason for one. And it was stupid to compare to myself to anyone. Um, once, once I stopped fighting that battle though, happiness, I realized like I have a lot of those people are full of shit for one, right? Everybody, everybody inflates themselves by, I I'm figured 50%. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's always a know, dick measuring contest. For sure. a, the dick measuring guys, especially the braggarts are always a little full of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think they downplay the downside, right? 
for whatever I'm comparing themselves to, I don't see the really, really hard parts. Yep. The hard part of having 50 employees or the pressure of keeping that kind of business going, even though I do want that, but I want it on my terms. Yep. So once I kind of cross that bridge, I think happiness so much, so much more achievable for me. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. I'm not good enough. Why? Why don't I already have that? Yep. Especially it was especially prevalent when when the person who had it was younger than me for some reason because I felt like oh they're ahead of me they're they're ahead of me in life they're smarter than me I should be I should be that smart why 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 did it take so long? Mm -hmm. Um. So I just I just stopped doing that. It wasn't yeah. That started happening to me too recently. Like when I got over like 27, 28, I'm 31 now. It was like, I used to be impressive because of my age. (laughs) Damn it. Like now it's just like, hurry the fuck up, dude. You're 30. Like you should, right? And I would do that to myself all the time. So yeah, it's interesting how that works out. There, there's something, um, I was just talking to someone, this is like a little on the woo side, but, um, you know, there's constantly stuff happening on the planet and, and kind of like universal energies and stuff like that. And so there's been a, a massive cosmic shift, like a frequency of the earth really changed over the last mm-hmm. like year or two. Mm-hmm. And, um, what a lot of mediums and people like that guy lives out in San Diego. So he's like plugged into all this stuff that every, everyone else in the rest of the world is like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's been happening. And it's interesting because as a coach, I'm seeing a lot more of it is um, a lot of like old past life core wounds mm. are showing up for people. And so like the people are just being sideswiped by like, fears and and deep rooted shit that they like for years like my neighbor just the other day was telling me like all of a sudden he's terrified to be in elevators and nothing's happened Mm. and and like other people just the the other day the woman also told me about like claustrophobia and like all these things so i don't know what's happening i think as like a humanity there could be Mm. some release that we're all going through but yeah i think anytime you have an opportunity to just kind of check in and not judge it and like, oh, why am I having that thought? That's bad to have that thought. Or like, you don't do that. You're just like, oh, interesting that I just had that thought. Mm. Or interesting that I just said this to that person. Yeah. Like, where did that come from? Because it's all, every interaction you've, if you believe, you've caused to have that interaction for you to have some sort of life experience. Mm. Um, and that's kind of like, Chris, to your point, you know, with business, like where I've always kind of come to is I'm not building someone else's life and I'm not building someone else's business. Mm-hmm. Like I've chosen this path, this specific path to build my business. And it's not around how much money I make. And it's not about what my business looks like to the outside world. I don't give a shit. It's about my process. And like, this is the process that I chose to have this time around. And I know that it's going to get done. Like I know whatever I've intended is already happened. I'm kind of like just walking that path of it happening. Right. I don't know what that person's path, like, you know, like the 23 year old kid that fucking made a million dollars five years ago might be homeless or sleeping on his parents' couch right now. Cause that was his process. Yeah. 
And so it's just, it's tough. Like I, I was always in that world. And as a loser, oh my God, one of the things I used to do was anytime I, I was in a room with someone more successful, my inner monologue would find something about that person that sucks yeah, and blow it up really big. Yeah. So could, like cut them down. So I so would feel win. good about myself. Yeah. It was uh, just like, when I figured that that was happening, I was like, whoa, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a big shift for me when I when I stopped doing that comparison thing. I suddenly felt really good for the people who were successful. Yes, and when people were struggling, I felt really bad. And it used to be the opposite. I used to be like, "Yeah, that cocksucker's going bankrupt." <laughs> <laughs> no, and now I'm like, "Holy shit!" You know. That was my friend. That was we're in the same business. If they if they can go bankrupt, I can go bankrupt. That sucks. Yeah. So it's it's been a it's been a huge shift. Awesome. I start to look at them as direct response casualties, and I mourn them. Like yeah. when they serious. I, I'm I'm like I know that sounds like I have like a little bit of stand up comic in me, but like dude, like I I believe that when we've had to turn stuff off that like could work, and I'm like, man, you're killing something gorgeous here. Like this is. Uh, you know, like this is not a clean harvest, you know, you're not hunting well guys like this, this could be so, so yeah. And he talked about that in the book. Like if someone's doing really well, like wish them more. Yes. And really like get into, yeah. It's, it's genius. I mean, that's a big shift again. It's just like energy, right? Cause if you're trying to knock them down, it's like, I don't deserve that level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Which is the the worst possible energy that you want to bring onto yourself, um, mm-hmm. guys, dude. This has been awesome. So one last reminder before we wrap up here today: if you haven't already grabbed the app that all of your fellow Satorians are going gaga over, then I would recommend to do it right now. Well, I guess if you're driving, maybe not just this second, but when you get a chance, go to your iTunes or Google Play Store, search for Satori Prime, and download it today. You'll get access, like I said earlier, to an amazing and life-changing 10-part mini-series. And if you want to know the clear steps to create the have-it-all life for yourself, this app is an absolute must. Like I said, and you can hear in my voice, we are incredibly excited to share it with you and be with you inside of our community. So we'll see you there. So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love. Promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. 
Love you all. And we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends. 